Now it's time for Inspirational Women. Dating expert Denise Lizette is the author of Starlight, Starbright, Where in the Heck is Mr. Right? This is a humorous, real-life account of lessons learned after more than 200 first dates. So good morning, Denise Lizette. It is so wonderful to have you here to give us more insights about this really interesting title for a book. More than 200 dates. Actually, what is it? Like, I think you said 236? 236 first dates. Yes, our journals in the book. Um, And thank you, Kate. Thanks for having me here today. I appreciate it. I'm going to enjoy the time that we chat. Um, yes, 236 first dates. As a as a child, I you know was that little girl who had a diary, and um, and I used to journal everything. And when I started dating, I used to come back and I would journal. And then I thought I should you know I should put this in a book. I'd like its own journal, you know. And I should see how long this takes for me to you know find the man I'm going to marry or you know whatever you know the significant relationship or whatever my goals and, and the aspirations were for relationships around the time. And yeah, and then I just kept numbering them and it just kept on going and going. And so here I am over 30 years later of dating. Um, I was married and I got a divorce. And so that adds some some flavor to the, the journal itself. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and the beauty of the journal and, and uh, the kind of subtitle of my book is A Journey of Good Dates and Good Stories, um, because my impression of everything and the way I want to look at life is that it is. Dates are something that can be sometimes a little more challenging. They can make you feel very insecure, but at the end of the day, it's a good date or a good story. You went on it, you put yourself out there, and hopefully you enjoyed your time, whether it goes anywhere or it doesn't. It's a good date or a good story. And the good stories hopefully make you laugh. And what I find uh, is so amazing about this, uh, many things that are so interesting, but to be journaling and keeping track of it, and, and you do realize earlier on that, oh, this could be a great book, but just to have had that discipline of, of writing it down and knowing you know, how to proceed along, that is, well, some discipline and organization. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You're, I, well, I am organized and I am disciplined. <laughs> I'm the same person who washes her face every single night. You know? <laughs> so I guess there's certain things. Maybe it's habitual. Um, but no, and it's funny that you say that because I, I remember that there were a couple times, probably in more of my recent dating, that, you know, I would go out and then, you know, come back home, whatever. And I'd be asleep and then wake up in the morning. And I'd be like, oh, wait, I didn't journal. I need to journal. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is funny. Are you slipping? I'm like, no, I'm not slipping, slipping. I only slipped like maybe 10 hours. And so, <laughs> but yes, it did. And it, but it just became a habit. It became part of the date. And again, it's just the first date. Um, and, and I never really wrote much after. And it was always, as I call it, like a mind dump. I simply came home and gave my very blunt, very raw Denise kind of um, you know, journal entries. Some are longer, some are shorter. Um, and I just wrote it down in my, you know, just in my thought, like a total mind dump kind of a thing. So even when I started writing the book and reviewing the, the journals, I mean, it, some of it just it totally made me laugh. One of the things I thought was the funniest thing that happened while I was reviewing all of them and kind of deciding which, which ones I was going to highlight through the book was that I realized that I was fixed up on a date with the same man 20 years later. It was no, 15, sorry, it wasn't 20, it was 15 years later. It was hilarious. I was reading through the journal and was talking about this gentleman and he, um, he worked for like a PR company and he was a friend of a, a friend of mine. And, and, uh, and, and, and I went and I was like, I'm not really sure, you know, just, you know, my, my notes were like, I'll like kind of what he did and who he was. 
and I just kind of had like a real neutrality, you know, kind of a reaction to this person. And then I was like, wait a minute. I think that's this guy I just met like six months ago through a different friend who fixed me up with him. So even in this day and age, it wasn't an online thing that I met him. It was another, you know, kind of fix up from a friend, a mutual friend. And I, I mean, he's a super nice guy and we both just kind of knew it. We just didn't connect, but we knew we were good people, so to say. And so I called him and I said, you're not going to believe this. I don't think you've put the dots together, but I have. And oh my gosh, I'm reviewing this and writing this book. He so happened to be a creative writer in the PR world. So we had talked about writing. So he knew I was going to write this book. And so I, I said, I, um, I just went through this and, you know, we met like 15 years ago. And he's like, we did. And I explained who the people were. And, just started, and we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And I said, well, I mean, the outside world thinks this. And he's like, I know, but we just think we're better as friends. And I'm like, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, so it's, it just was a funny, you know, funny thing. And if not reviewing the entire thing, I would have not connected those dots myself. That is so amazing. And and yeah. the value there too of seeing that okay, fifteen years ago we met and mm-hmm. it was okay, and but we didn't go further. And now fifteen years later, and we realize, yeah, you know, we're friend material. So that's a great exactly re- right, great yeah, realization. Fact, and, and then I, you know, and like even when you look at that, like that journal, that girth of time or that span of time, you know, like it, you know, I, you can you if, because it was my mind dump, right? You know, you can look at that and and feel exactly how you felt at 23 when you met that guy and he was a jerk or you met that guy and he was amazing. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you, you go right there with those words because they were so, they were so me. And then, and so it was nice even with him that we, we, I kind of like thought this was a neat, you know, kind of analogy to say, okay, well, what's happened in my life in 15 years? I mean, I met the man I married, I divorced the man I married and, um, and then here I am back dating. And, and then he had different things that happened in his life. But I was like, how ironic, but yet core-wise, mutual respect, just not dating material for each other, you know, for yeah. not that alignment for ourselves. Right. And so that's a wonderful realization to have that, okay, you know, nice people, but that spark isn't there. So we're we're not going to, Absolutely. you know, wa- well, essentially waste each other's time in, in terms mm-hmm. of dating, at least. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it is. And, and I think, you know, everyone needs to, you know, I talked to, I have some coaching clients that I'm working with and writing the book and so forth. And, and that's one of the things that I, I stress a lot to, to share with people that, you know, when you're talking with someone, your answers and their answers to any questions that you, that are corresponding back and forth, you know, they're always the right answer. They just need to be the right answer for you. They don't have to be the right answer for, for the other person. So I, I might be saying that a little bit backwards. So, if I give an answer, my answer is correct because it's from me. It's my authentic self saying exactly who and what I am or what the situation is, whatever the question is. And the other person's answer is just as equally right for them. It may not align, but it's just as equally right. And so, so we have to kind of look at that when we're dating and meeting people that we can be different. We can be different and fall in love and we can have a wonderful relationship as long as we respect those differences. And we can be different and just kind of agree that, you know what, we don't align, but you're a good person and I'm a good person and I'm never going to have ill will for you and, and have that correspondence and be that honest and open about it too and reciprocate it. I'm sorry, a receptive of it. 
Because the other hard part is sometimes when someone says that, they get angry. Someone will get upset because they had they felt there was no chemistry or they felt there was something else. Um, and and it if it's not for you know if it's not both of you, then it's not gonna it's not gonna spark. Right. So you have to respect that that other person is being open and honest and sharing this in a really a thoughtful way, not a hurtful way. So it is how we ingest things sometimes too. Um, that's so very important. Um, you know, as we walk through these different times that we, you know, we put ourselves out there and, uh, and, and try to, you know, try to be who we are. But then we always are trying to gain acceptance while we're in a date, too. And mostly we need to show up as our, as our authentic selves and be OK with what we're hearing and know that it's not at us. It's for us. Mm-hmm. That's that is a real critical part of it. And I can see that at different ages of our life, and this is spanning 30 years, so you have a mm-hmm. really good perspective, I feel, Denise, of yeah. looking at this. Because in our um, late teens or, or teens into our mm-hmm. 20s, there's maybe just this kind of like, oh, just fun. I just want to go out and have fun. Right. It's not about, you know, really thinking about the future now. It can be for some people much more serious minded. I'm not going to waste any time with anyone. They want to be very organized. And you're a very organized person, but I don't know that you would have approached dating that way that, okay, I need to really be focused and I'm just going to uh, be serious about dating. Right. No, and, and you're right. The journal can span. And when I when I do look at it, you know, I, I see my 20 year old self. Right. There's so much that girl needs to learn. But then, <laughs> and she did learn, but just not for 20 more years. And so and, and then I see my 30 year old self. And, and, and I think the beauty of it is and anybody could really do this if they took the time to look at it is is, you know, as I'll call it like in third person, she's precious in all these ages. She's just evolving. And and so it, it is a very interesting time because, right, in your 20s, you know, you're, okay, yeah, let's just have fun and let's, let's meet people. Or, you know, like I think my first relationships, I definitely wanted a relationship. You know, I wanted something serious. And, of course, you know, every relationship you want to go to the marriage if it can and blah, 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 if I had all the Cinderella dreams. Um, and, that, and that's totally fine. And those – and they were good, and then they fell from grace, and that's okay. And and then we got back up, and we got back on it. But you're right. There's times in our lives that I say, like, my, my, my terms are your head's not in the game, right? So if your head's not in the game, you shouldn't be there. And then other times, the game is one thing. The game is fun, light. Let's just have someone I can go to dinner or take to weddings and have a good time with kind of a thing. And then other times it's like, no, I really want to, I want a commitment. I want to maybe start a family. I want, you know, I want to be more, I'm more marriage minded than I, than I was five years ago. And so now here I am. And I, I did have a gentleman. I remember when I was um, in my late thirties and um, the man I married, we had, we had broken up and I was going on this date with this gentleman and he was probably about maybe five, seven years older than me, which to me wasn't bad. And um, he, but he did not want to have children. And I don't have any children, but I, at 38, I still felt like I could have children. And I still wanted to find someone who wanted to have a family. And he, he sticks out of my mind all the time because he was really a great guy. He seemed like a wonderful family man. He, he did show up to my date, very honest, very authentic, very open. And he was a great guy, but because he didn't want a family and he was 
authentic enough to say it to me, which I very much appreciated. I didn't continue dating him because I knew I was going to push that envelope. And I knew that that was going to be in, in my kind of timeline. Is I, was, I knew I was going to push it. And so it wouldn't have been fair for me to try to change what, what he's already done. And so, but I, but you know, then, then I, then I got married and I got divorced and I, I don't have any children. So every once in a while, I'm like, remember that? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> what if? So it, so it is, it's very interesting to see how, how you change and evolve and you think and you grow and you make mistakes and you do silly things. Um, but in the end, when you stay in touch with yourself and some of my journaling was just that, just staying in touch with myself and, and kind of owning up to myself, too, because, you know, there's some there's a couple of different dates that I have in, in my book that will tell you that I wasn't a good first date. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it goes both ways. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's shocking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and that's that's great to realize that, you know, we, that we are that way and and. And that's all about even much more self-realization is like mm-hmm. that part of it. So that, I mean, all of it is is such a learning experience. It is. It is. It's learning about yourself first and foremost. Um, and, and I think that's what people really should, if they're not thinking that, if people don't think that about dating, um, I, I think they need to, you know, just take a pause and, and just consider the thought. I'll just put it out there nicely. Just consider the thought that you do need to think of yourself first um, because we, we do need to be responsible for what we put out there, right? I always say what you put out, you get back. And so we have to be responsible for what we put out into the, into this date or into this world or, or what you're calling out for, what you're looking for and what you're, what you're presenting yourself as or walking into the world as. Um, and there's certain times, you know, people are faking it. And, and you know, I mean, I'm not even exclude myself on that. There's certain times. And I remember right after my divorce, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I feel like I've never dated in my entire life. What is going on? Like, you know, I still had a whole bunch of years of dating. So why am I like a fish out of water here? Um, but it, 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 that's a real feeling. And, and you got to walk through that. And then you also have to, while you're walking through that, you need to kind of take little checkpoints. And say, okay, how do I feel? What's happening? What's good about this? What's bad about this? What's good about it for me? What's good about it for them? What's good about what, you know, where is this? And how can I make it better tomorrow? You know, or, or the next time. You know, right. Tomorrow, I would say, like, I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. Mm-hmm. So like, what can I do better to improve tomorrow? And again, as I say, forward is forward. It's baby steps, centimeter by centimeter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Forward is forward. You'll get there. That is just really so strong, so profound in in thinking of it that way. I'm, I'm looking back at my life and thinking, did I did I look at it quite like that? <laughs> what yeah, so, what did I, I do? I, I, yeah, I know, Kate. I mean, a lot of times I think people just don't. I think we we get caught up in um, in the finding, you know, in the searching for the person or the one, or, you know, whatever, however you, yeah, however you fantasize it or however you visualize it. And there's nothing wrong with the visualization of any of that. It's just, you are such a big part of it and, and you've got to see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's, that's what makes some, some very solid connections. And that's what ultimately will make a person very happy because when they find that connection and they're content and it's connected and it's aligned, then it's like, wow, 
like, where was this my whole life? You mm-hmm. know, and, and some of it is, where was this my whole life? Well, perhaps you weren't ready for it quite yet because you weren't open to a situation or your walls were up or, you know, you really didn't have a true knowledge and self-awareness of um, what you were bringing to the relationship. Because it's important. It's important for you to know your value in, in a relationship. And that's what you're bringing in the relationship. And it's also important for you to kind of even know the vision you're bringing into a relationship because it, it all folds together. So thinking of, of this, all these experiences uh, happened in, in the time that was pre-COVID, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then that almost a year and a half happened and it really was so much turmoil in our lives. So now at this end, uh, well, people did keep dating. It, it, it's you know in, which was amazing to me that that, mm-hmm. that that could go on but of course life did go on in in all yeah. sorts of shapes and forms and so do you see that things are different now you know you, you were talking about honesty there's more t- which of course is important why would we want to show up exactly. as something we're not but do you think it's different now um, I do. I think, I think as, you know, COVID going through the COVID and pandemic, you know, situation that we all went through, um, everybody had an opportunity and hopefully a lot of people took that opportunity to get a little more in touch with who they are. And I think we are seeing that in dating. And I think we're seeing that people are walking into dates, showing up exactly how they are authentically without apologies and when I say without apologies, I don't mean in a rude manner. I just mean content enough to not have to apologize for who they are. Um, and they're, they're being bold enough to ask some fierce questions that are going to serve them to move forward to be in a relationship. I think some people continue dating. I think some part of dating during uh, the pandemic was quite interesting. There were video dates, which, you know, a lot of people didn't do prior. Maybe they FaceTimed or something. But, um, you know, people literally tried to make creative dates. You know, actually, I was dating someone, early, you know, or during that time frame. And we, we went on a museum tour. Uh, we went to Rome and we went to France and we did a couple <laughs> museum tours online. You know, we were like just virtually. It was kind of cute. So people got creative in that way, which was super nice. Other people probably still did go out because it was a matter of someone's comfort, right? I always say that there was like like COVID comfort levels. Um, So, you know, people did literally meet also. I mean, not a lot, but, you know, I know that people still did kind of a thing through that. Um, But I think we just got to a point where, you know, things became very important. Things became very scary. And so then people got into a, sometimes in a, a place of panic or scarcity or just, you know, fear. And some of those vulnerabilities popped out during those times. And I think during that time, some people got comfortable with those vulnerabilities. And I actually hope that people got comfortable with those vulnerabilities so that they could present and go into any any relationship as their authentic selves, more true or more, you know, unapologetic, as I'll say, um, and, and be who they are wherever they are and so and dating i think that that's huge and you're right honesty has always been like the number one thing we all want in a relationship right and somehow sometimes it feels like the hardest thing to find because people are trying to appear as something they are trying to uh, be what they think you want to be and that's that's our that's our own human nature in some ways um, and then on the other hand, it's, it's where we do need to dial back. And I hope during COVID, and I think a lot of people from, from like um, coaching clients, I feel they have 
done the work through that time frame, got more in touch with themselves, don't want to waste time. They saw what happened in the last year and a half. It was a year and a half that is like a void for many of us. And in some ways it flew by, in other ways it dragged by. And it's just, it's, there's a, like a feeling of void with it. And, and we don't want to waste our time anymore. So coming in again, like with serious questions, strong things that, that you know you need in alignment for your relationship. We're seeing more and more of that. And, and I, I, I full, full percent, hundred percent encourage it because I think it's just, it's, it's time. It's time for us to get really real. Right. Because the, the other side of it is uh, if it's not honest, which is essentially telling lies, and we know what that does. Like, do you remember what you told if it wasn't the truth and fabricating things? So it doesn't make any sense. No. And you know, it always comes out. I mean, that's my philosophy. It's just, and, and it is, I just, and I guess a lot of work to lie. I, you're right. I have to remember, I have to figure out what is the cover story and then the triple back cover story. And I don't know, it's complicated. And so <laughs> I try to keep my life simple as much as I possibly can. Life will complicate it as it is. Like, let, let it be known. It will happen. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think it, it, but you know, I just, I think what happens with a lot of that is, you know, our, our ego gets in there, our insecurities run high. I mean, dating is, if nothing else, one of the most insecure thing you ever do anytime you're doing it. Um, you know, you just feel insecure because you know someone's judging you, right? You know, whatever you're saying, someone is assessing. And I, I'll put that nicely. Um, they're <laughs> assessing. And so, you know, so, so of course, you, you, know, you, ha- you could have a level of insecurity. And so some people, you know, manifest insecurity and bravado. And they come out, woof, you know, like, it's all me and I'm all that. And, and that's not always so great. And can you live up to what you're saying, right? Then the other part, too, is people will say what they say. You know, like, I, 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 there's people who I would say, say what they need to say to get what they want to get. And, and that's, that's not what I would call a great person. However, they will not view those things as lies, but the recipient, the recipient does. Mm-hmm. And so that's an interesting and interesting thing because people will, you know, they feel like they're just, you know, kind of like working their magic all day. And, um, and in all honesty, they're working a whole bunch of lies when you really break it down. And that's, that's the hard part. And that's the hard part for people to decipher through when you are meeting someone, especially on that first date, you know, we're all trying to put our best self forward and we're all trying to, you know, impress in some ways the person on the other side. Um, and that's where some of this authenticity really needs to show up to say, almost like distance yourself a little bit from that and just say, I'm, I'm just going to show up as me and see what happens instead of I'm going to impress this person. Because who you are authentically, and, and even just that content confidence, is quite impressive, even if they don't align with you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, but that's really not, that's not an easy thing to get to. Um, uh, what's really easy is ego. What's really easy is um, I'm going to tell them all these amazing things that happen in my life, or I want to hear all these amazing things that happen in their life. Um, but then the hard part is you chip away, you chip away, and you're like, oh, that really, oh, you said you did that, but okay, I get it. It, it was, that was not necessarily what you, I heard what I heard and you said what you said and it was different. Mm-hmm. And so those little things just chip away. And, and then that's where there's, that's where the foundation of a relationship is just going to fall. And and it can start in the beginning or it could, you know, not, you might not be able to uncover some of these things, you know, for, for months, you know, I mean, there's a couple, 
several relationships I have that or have had that, you know, it was, it was months. I mean, happy to have seen it in months, not years. Um, but, it, you know, still at certain times you're like, what, uh, how did that happen? How did I just not catch any of this? But, you know, we want to be connected. And so when we want to be connected, we make excuses for people sometimes too. And sometimes that's hard, but if we can stay in our own contentment and, and not be so swayed by those things based on our insecurity or scarcity mindsets, which we all have, um, <laughs> then, then we're in a better place to cultivate a really healthy relationship. So much of uh, meeting people hap- seems to be online, a lot of dating mm-hmm. sites and such. Do you feel that that really does work? I, what's your feeling about it? Yeah, you know, I, I think it does. And I, I think that people, um, it, there's good out there and there's not good out there. Was it my favorite? Is it my favorite thing to do? No. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, and some of that is just a matter of the premise of it is it kind of cultivates misleading things, right? Because you can write anything behind a screen. You know, it's kind of like I'd much rather have a voice-to-voice conversation than I would to type something out because I want to hear your tonality. Mm. I want to hear your energy. I want to hear if you're excited because, a, you know, a text message or email or something has no tonality. So I think I, think I call it a necessary evil because it's, it has replaced the going out and, um, you know, for happy hour. And other people still don't do happy hour, but going out for happy hour and you know, meeting people. People spend so much time behind their phones, even when they're at happy hour in today's day, mm. or when they're at a baseball game or a sporting event of some kind. You know, I have I have a, a coaching client who was, was like just the other day. She was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so amazing! I went to a game and I met this guy, and and we're going to go out." and And it sounded like an anomaly to her. And I was like, "Wow! I mean, I know I'm not young, but okay. You know, I mean, this is how it used to have to be done. Like we didn't have, you know." So, so, you know, it, 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 it's interesting because I think online is a, is a necessary, it's, it's where people go and it's a place for people to go when they're looking for someone. Um, I think that it's, it's difficult to kind of feed through some of it. I, found, I find it to be very overwhelming sometimes um, because you get a lot of messages coming at you and you just, you, how do you decipher all of these things? So I think it's important when you do go online um, and, and to do so, but again, kind of head in the game on that because um, you know a lot's going to come at you. Um, you're going to have a lot of conversations. Some are going to go three days never again. They're going to ghost you. Um, some are going to be, you know, two weeks. They're never going to ask you out. Um, so you have to be kind of, I'm going to say in shape for it. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be fortified, you know, to, yeah. to really go in it. And then you also have to know when you need to get out because there's times you need to regroup. There's, I think to be career out there is is detrimental to yourself. So I, I suggest breaks, regroup breaks. And your regroup break can be for two years and your regroup break can be for two weeks. You know, you decide what that is. But I think you, I think it's, People are out there. That's where single people are. That's where people who are looking for a relationship in some way, shape, or form are. Um, and then you just have to find your alignment with what kind of relationship you're looking for to what kind of relationship someone else is looking for. Are they marriage-minded? Are you marriage-minded? Are they just, you know, wanting to, you know, meet and explore a new city? Are they, you know, what are they? Who are they and what are they? And see if that, um, almost like the tempo, aligns. And if it does, it can be wonderful. There's so many people I know that have met 
great people online. The man I'm dating right now, I met online. And we both laughed about it because we're both like, oh, that online. And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, I was giving it up for, you know, I was going to regroup. And then I found you. So, so I can't, I can't knock it because I, I found a wonderful man through it. But yeah, sometimes it can be a needle in the haystack. Well, this is just so much great insight and information, and certainly your book, Starlight, Starbright, Where in the Heck is Mr. Right, Denise Lizette, is really great information, I think, for anyone, really at any point of life. You know, it's it's interesting reading, but certainly if we're in the area of looking for a relationship, short-term or long-term, uh Get the book. Really very helpful. And to connect with you, let's mention your website. Absolutely. My website is denisepozette.com. And you can connect with me there. You can purchase the book there. Um, I also, like I said, have some coaching clients. Um, I I offer a 20-minute free coaching session. If you'd like to go into that, we can kind of see where things are. And and then my book is also um, available on Amazon. That's so great. Well, it's been so great speaking with you, Denise Lizette. A great time and uh, really appreciate all your experiences and insights. So thank you so greatly for taking time with us. Thank you, Kate. It's been delightful. Absolutely. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And thank you. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Denise Lizette and Sunday Morning Magazine with Bob Krulish. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of time together, time to listen to each other. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.